Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poole, and my guest today is Kevin McCashin. Kevin is a talk show host on 1300 uh, AM, AM, right, Kevin? Yeah, 1300 AM and 98.7 FM. So how I got talking with Kevin a while back, a friend of mine that I work with in the labor department called me up and said, you've got to put the radio on. Kevin McCashin's talking about you right now. And, you know, you must have heard the interview I had done with Randy uh, Kanifka, and you were talking about it, and then I called in, and we chatted a couple of minutes, and then we proceeded to have conversations after that. So I think this is a great where we could talk about issues, and, and I think it might be good and interesting for the both of us, and especially for the listeners. So, Kevin, we're going to start off talking about um, Cohoes and what's going on there. Uh, what What's the latest? Well, the latest is you have a new administration in place, Bill Keeler. Uh, won the election, replaced Sean Morse. Uh, they had a period at which um, they had a temporary mayor, Mayor Briggs, after the, um, well, it wasn't a guilty plea, but after he was convicted, after Sean Morse was convicted, Morse stepped down, they had Briggs come in, and then uh, the transition period was there. Probably Keeler was involved somewhat, I would say. And then uh, now they just, they're off and running in Cohoes. And they have some interesting things. Uh, they had a common council meeting on Tuesday where they immediately gave a $5,000 raise to their director of operations, which was interesting because the director of operations is a, is a political consultant. You have two political consultants that helped Mayor Keeler get elected. Uh, Steve Napier, who is a common council member, but is a, ran a lot of campaigns for people, including Kathy Sheehan, as well right. as uh, Lou Rosamilia. He got Lou Rosamilia elected in Troy. And so um, he is now the, um, the head of economic development somehow. That translates – the, the uh, campaign skills somehow translate to uh, – to the ability to do economic development, which has uh, kind of been a, a head-scratcher over there in Cohoes. I mean, Cohoes is a great city of 16,000 16, people, and they have uh, really engaged and active citizens. You know, as you saw with, with your Randy Kanifka interview, which was great, uh, regarding how they got Mayor Morse out of power. So, you know, the, I, I, I really... I really think that, my opinion, Sean Morris was not a bad mayor. I mean, he was able to think out of the box, which was refreshing for this area. And it, it's unfortunate that what had happened turned into this real three-ring circus. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's great for okay. talk radio. <laughs> But uh, oh, but it's, wow. it's bad in general. 
but the but Morse is definitely yeah. was a workhorse, very proactive, and um, you know for for the extent that Cohoes is resurgent or coming back, there's a pretty good energy there, and so the question is is how how aggressive will Bill Keeler be in pursuing it? You know this the uh, director of operations Teresa Bourgeois, another political consultant. So she came in as well as Napier, and they both had uh, sixty-five thousand dollar jobs. And so the there were some eyebrows raised as soon as they had their first meeting on the fourteenth that they transferred five thousand more dollars to her to upper salary to seventy thousand. But uh, you yeah. know they're free to do what they want. Yeah, well the the way it works is this: Briggs Briggs set up the budget for Keeler because you had a transition. So. You know the 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 mayor has the full uh, right to do whatever he wants. It's got to be approved by the council. So you saw a lot of these. Um, they transferred money from here, cut some pay rate. You know, cut some people's salaries uh, to make up salaries over there, and uh, uh, switch stuff around a little bit. The other move that they pulled was they they hired. Um, I assume it's a part time position, but a, a public safety commissioner or whatever they're calling it over there. And so uh, that's the first time they've had somebody like that above the police chief. So Coho's got its first uh, full-time public safety commissioner since the 1990s. And so the uh, the way the Times Union reported it, it was eliminating the mayor's role overseeing police force follows tumultuous term of Sean Morse. The Times Union coverage had had always sort of you know, and the Times Union is very active in influencing politics in Troy. I don't know how ethical it is, but regardless, the way they framed stories obviously made a big difference in trying to get more out of office and the public perception there. You know, and not, not that he's a, an angel, but uh, definitely as far as economic development for, for, for the amount of economic development he can have in a city of 16,000, you know, he was very active. So the question is, is now that the sort of um, people who are a little more refined, if that's the right word, um, mm-hmm. Keeler, this Teresa Bourgeois, who was a communications person for Senator Ted Kennedy at one point, as well as um, she's a, a panelist over at WAMC. It was pretty funny because on Tuesday she got the $5,000 raise, and then on Wednesday she was down there from uh you know 9 a.m to 11 a.m on the radio so and uh, you can always make up time otherwise but the question will be is as the director of operations you know with the snow with the snow we're going to broadcast this on monday but today is saturday with the snow coming Mm -hmm. today you know how well are the streets going to be plowed is the trash if if they pick up trash uh the city picks up trash how well is that done that's the job of a director Mm -hmm. of operations Whereas this, these political consultants are good at doing PR. So you're going to see a lot of really good – Teresa Bourgeois will have a lot of really good press releases out for the uh, city of Cohoes. But, but the question is, is can they – you know, these are rust belt cities. They, they need r- sort of rough and tumble people. You have to have uh, a director – you know, a Department of Public Works that, that sort of is afraid of the boss so they don't take advantage of the taxpayers, you know, so they actually work. And so it's a, just a question. It'll be interesting to see that you have a lot of brain power. It seems as if, 
you could see from the swearing in of Keeler that it was really just the John McDonald faction and the uh, Ron Canestrari faction coming back in control of the city. So, and they're all, you know, they all hire their buddies and they all uh, have their typical conflicts of interest that get pointed out. And, and really it's as soon as people get in power, they get rotten from my perspective, but I'm, I'm pretty pessimistic, you know? So from your, from your point of view, um, you know, the, the Times Union has been, from my from my pers- from what I've read, you know they they got they tried to get rid of uh, coin back you know back after the uh, Nickelbacker Arena w- was uh, built and you know they've had a hatchet job uh, on a few people. So do you think the downfall of Sean was due to? the old boys network in the hose or the times union or a combination of both. Sure. Well, you know, this is the politics is always uh, a blood sport. And so whoever's out of power is going to try to take somebody out. You know, uh, when Morse challenged Breslin, a lot of uh, old information on Morse's arrest when he was a firefighter at Bob's diner, they had the complete police report out from, you know, years and years before, including, uh, you know, Morse's use of colorful language towards the waitress and stuff like that. They had all that stuff. So it's just, it's, I see it all the time in Troy. It happens in Albany. It's just, um, I laugh about it. It's a lot of fun, but from, for people on the outside, they want to stay the heck away from politics because it's so bloody. And so you'll see that. I mean, you just heard the way that Randy Kanifka spoke about how he framed it as a hit job. Uh, you know, and so it's uh, it's no surprise, but for people that are not involved with it day to day or looking at it and following it as closely as we do, you know, it's it's kind of shocking and disturbing. But I had once I had once interviewed Sean Morrison. We talked we talked about his Senate run, and at that point he was being uh, groomed or persuaded to join the IDC, Jeff Klein's organization. So if he was elected and he did join the IDC, he might still be out today because the IDC has been defeated. Well, yeah, sure. And he's an independent fellow. A lot of these, remember, you only have one party rule in much of Albany County. Outside mm-hmm. of uh, you know Colony, but Colony sort of lost control. All these all these uh, old Republican areas lost control. Bethlehem used to be Republican, I believe, and so you would have the uh, Democratic machine sort of spread out. And so the only thing that's left is factionalism within the Democratic Party. You know these are, these are Democrats attacking Democrats. So it's it's just interesting to see the dynamic and the different factions. But it's all about, from my perspective, it's all about them. You know, they, they yes, they serve the public, but it's all about power and control and uh, getting your buddy a $70,000 job where it's not too much required <laughs> for work, you know. And so it's, uh, it's just uh, meet the new boss the same as the old boss. So they appoint mm-hmm. this police commissioner. Because they talk about – and and the way the Times Union framed it was um, 
Mayor Morse was meddling in, uh, you know, maybe maybe they frame it this way. Mayor Morse was meddling in police business. Well, they ha- they have a public safety commissioner, and he's a part-time guy. I think he's got a uh, $25,000 salary or something like that. But Mayor, uh, Mayor Keeler has a son and a daughter who work for the Coho's Police Department. So, you know, th- this is this is the way they issue the statement. As promised, we're going to remove politics from the Coast Police Department. We're going to ensure professionalism in the Coast Police Department. We're going to take a comprehensive approach to addressing the scourge of illegal drug use in our city. Killer said in a statement issued on his second day as mayor. Well, during the time when Morse was out and Mayor Briggs was in part time, uh, they promoted the daughter of Keeler to a confidential secretary post when somebody retired, you know, with a, with a, a, a significant pay raise. I mean, it was in line probably with the position, but it, it, it was bumped up. So to say that somebody's not going to intervene because their son or daughter's there, well, they already did it before he was in office. I guess you could say he didn't do it because Briggs hmm. didn't see this stuff. So Heslin was let's... his, yep. Let's let's move on to um, Dan McCoy and uh, the county executive and the audit that that outgoing um, controller um, yep. Mike Tanner said. What do you well, think? Well, it's I think it's a good bombshell. You see, right now you have um, the Times Union today is reporting about uh, FBI investigating you know, payroll practices for County Executive Steve McLaughlin when he was in the assembly. And the uh-huh. question is, will the FBI will the FBI pick up this easy report where you have some easy theft of services and, and contradictions and uh you know, some real malpractice, uh and, and admitted malpractice and all the evidence with the emails and the time clock and the time sheets and stuff like that, and will they do anything? I know David Soros most likely won't. He would have to recuse himself. But uh, I'm also hearing that the FBI wasn't too interested in, in it either. So it'll be pretty obnoxious if there's no justice in uh, in following up on the Connors audit. But you just don't know. Once you once you start to get into federal probes, it gets harder and harder to get any sources. And of course, the the New York AG maybe could get involved, but there again, she's a Democrat, and you're dealing with Democrats. So. It's going to be hard to get any justice if if it's uh, warranted in this case. I just don't see it, but you never know what the feds are going to do. Do you think it was a, unfortunate unfortunate that the report came out so late in Connor's term? No, I think that was intentional. <laughs> I think that really? was intentional. Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, why do you want to deal with that? You know, it... it, it you, when you set up a case like that, it, it's the same as when I had the um, – during the 2015 mayoral election, Rodney Wiltshire was running for mayor, and they had the peti- the petition objections and the and the fraudulent petitions from Ernest Everett. Yeah. I just took right. those over. I got my hands on them. I took them over to the police, and they did the investigation on their own right from that information and made arrests or made an arrest. So that would be – you you would think in the in an ideal world that would happen, but you're dealing with politics and uh, law enforcement, and they're not neutral. Just like, you know, Bill Keeler says he's not going to intervene in the police force. Well, nobody believes that. Uh, you know, so to say that an FBI 
investigation on something that's so obviously fraudulent and criminal and unethical and immoral is going to happen. Yeah. It's depressing and it's sad, but that's the reality. You know, a so lot of I would people... Be, I would be surprised if they do something. A lot of people have their eyes on Washington. They have their eyes yes. on the impeachment, and then they're going to have their eyes on the presidential race. You know, you've been covering local politics for a long time. Why, in your opinion, do you think it's important for people to know what's going on locally? Well, everybody's deluded in thinking they have, just because they yell at the TV, they have some influence on national politics. I, you know, I can say <laughs> from experience, just, just from a radio show, they, you can make a, a substantial impact in your local community. You, you can control your local community, and then once you achieve uh, sort of influence and um, understanding, you can make a difference. One person at a city council meeting can make a difference. You know, one source... I, I look at it this way, you know, one or, I got three or four sources uh, with this town and colony ransomware attack uh, uh-huh. the day before the news hit, the day before the news hit, and nobody would believe me for, for about 20 hours <laughs> and, until they finally came out with a press release. So you don't have a lot of investigative journalists. You don't have a lot of citizen activists. But where you do have citizen activists, like in a little town like Cohoes, they have a big influence. You know, and they'll dominate the news cycle. You see, if you look at how much the Times Union covers Cohoes and Troy, these are in uh, Troy. Uh-huh. Look at the media coverage they had for a 16,000-person city in a million-person market. So, you know, okay. the maximum influence you can have is local, and, and people don't understand that. Upside down, the, the presidency should be irrelevant. Okay, so we talked about as intended. We talked. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Kevin. We we talked about. Yep, we talked about Cohoes. We talked about uh, the county of Albany. What else is important that people should know about what went on this week? Well, I was just uh, reviewing the Cohoes city council uh, budget where they transferred in this this is an ethical issue that i think you know you if 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 you could if you would identify yourself as on a you know as a far left progressive and i'm sort of a far right libertarian or i hate mm-hmm. to use the word conservative but where i think people should really focus and agree on is something this is a perfect example that I rail on the radio a lot about um, almost daily. The Cohoes City Council transferred in an Empire State Development Grant for $631,000 to renovate a building at 95 Remsen Street. And it's going to be apartments and restaurants. And so where I take issue with that is here's a private developer getting $631,000 of taxpayer money for a million-dollar project, okay? He's also got $50,000 National Grid grant and some other little grants with it. He puts up 
about $167,000 or $170,000. That restaurants and apartments. And the result is you have your tax dollars subsidizing new competitors on your same street. You know, so the existing restaurant owner, the market's only so big, all the existing apartment owners paid for new competition on their street. They had to go to a bank or had to save up money or borrow from their relatives or something to open their business. How is that ethical that taxpayer dollars should go to a private corporation? So when people look at the national level and they say, oh, the military industrial complex, you know, Mark Esper, the secretary of defense, he, he works for Raytheon and we're selling missiles to uh, javelin missiles to the Ukraine and, and that benefits Raytheon and that's unethical. That's immoral. How, you know, I can't stop Mark Esper selling, you know, stuff to Saudi Arabia and Ukraine, but I'll tell you what, you can figure out a way to stop taxpayer dollars from going to private corporations at the local level. I mean, it's insane, it, especially when you look at the conditions of the roads. How is that democratic? So a building, 95 Remsen Street, gets $631,000, and the rest of us get potholes, <laughs> you know? So, so there's stuff you can so, do at the local level. So this, what you just said has not been covered in the Times Union, correct? Well, it was covered in the uh, the business review. This was grant money from 2018 when they do these regional economic development councils, REDC. Uh, mm-hmm. And so these are the giveaways that they do every year. And uh, they pretend like it stimulates the economy, but really it hurts existing businesses. It's not a level playing field. It's not fair. And it's a misallocation of money. You know, how can you say – well, big government, you know, the uh, big agra gets subsidized for corn and stuff like that. Well, these, all these left-wing issues on the national level, and people don't focus on it at the local level. You know, they talk about the military-industrial mm-hmm. complex at the national level. Well, w- this is the uh, apartment-restaurant complex at the local level. That's not a fair use of money to take public money and give it to a private company so they can profit, and we get nothing in return. What do you, we get the we get the chance to go spend money at a restaurant or rent an apartment, but all the other taxpayers on that block paid for this. It's crazy. It's a it's an insane I'm sure system. That, I'm sure that Cohoes is not the only municipality. Oh no no no, no. that was just yeah it was just a, correct it was it was part of a, a larger um, group of they do the big ten million dollar giveaway for the downtown revitalization. And then what they do is all the areas that didn't have, um, that didn't win that competition, they get, you know, leftover grant money. So this was part of Albany, Schenectady and Troy getting $11 million. Um, It was reported uh, in March of 2018. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, this was part of a big giveaway towards a million dollars towards demolishing Tobin's first prize. Um, you know, and so this was part of just the annual. This year, it was eighty-one million dollars given away to seventy-one cities, towns, and villages. Mm-hmm. And so the Albany region, you know, one point eight million to uh, renovate to make Capitol Repertory Building. 
you know, capital rep to make a permanent home for cap rep. Schenectady got 1.8, you know, so this is just these things, but it goes to private people. It goes to private companies. It's not for sewer. It's not for roads. It's for a private company to profit. And it's not I was talking to Sam Fine the other day, and I asked him, uh, I know that the Times Union, the renovation of the Times Union Center cost $20 million. And I asked him specifically, how is the people in your district benefit for $20 million going into the Times Union Center? And he would say, oh, it increases this or this. But I think... $20 $20 million for like having a, a, a theater kind of like you would see on Broadway was, I think, a little pricey for me. Yeah. Well, the point is, is it, it shouldn't, it wouldn't matter if it was inexpensive or not. It's public money going to private things. In the case of the Times Union Center, it's owned by the county. It's owned right. by the county. It's operated by a private company. So, you know, I mean, but the the county's in the entertainment business. It's just stupid. What if I don't want to go to shows there? So how does that de- how is that democratic? It's not. It's not democratic. It's bo- it, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's total nonsense. You know, and so this is what's going on. It is the definition of fascism. People say, oh, this corporate fascist, Trump's a fascist. Well, what is that? That's when public, you know, public it's public money going to private companies. It's crony capitalism. It's everything that everybody hates at the national level, and it's happening locally. And people are so focused on Amy Goodman and democracy now that they don't realize that this is your democracy now. This is the corporate fascism. You don't don't worry about fighting. Well, I mean, you can fight Trump if you want. Fight this at the local level. Seven hundred thousand dollars to convert a, the former county community center into what a twenty-one thousand square foot commercial mixed use complex. Well, what about everybody else on Central Ave that has uh, a strip mall or whatever? How is that fair? It's not. It's not fair. It's an unethical system. And so from top to bottom, America's rotten. And it just is what it is. People can fight back and get involved. And and what I say is get involved at the local level where you can have an influence and then defeat this stuff and then roll it up. Then influence Congress. Then influence, you know, the presidency. Kevin, our our time is up for today, but let me ask our listeners, if if somebody would like to start a dialogue through Facebook, I will put this uh, on my Focus on Albany page, and if you'd like to talk about what Kevin has mentioned, please start a conversation on Facebook or follow me on Twitter, Focus on Albany. And let's get something going where there's dialogue. And I think dialogue is so important. Kevin, Kevin McCashin, uh, give yourself a little plug again in the final minute. Sure. You can you can catch me uh, weekdays 3 to 6 on Talk 1300 uh, AM, 98.7 FM, or even you can listen online, obviously, talk1300.com. And it's uh, Kevin McCashin. I'm on Twitter and Facebook. You can find me there as well. Thank you. And I'm Cynthia Fuller. This is Focus on Albany. I will be having ongoing conversations with Kevin. So listen in and, more importantly, 
get involved. Thank you. Have a good day.